Hello pod, it's AJ here and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. This is episode 19, and as ever, we have all the usual fun and nonsense for you as our half-baked adventuring party find themselves in a pitched battle with a group of violently unhinged gnomes. Now, due warning, this week's episode has a few distressing scenes in it. Possibly don't play this episode in front of your nan on a Sunday afternoon. You have been warned. But, if you're alright with a giant blue spectral phallus and a liberal interpretation of the Geneva Convention then perhaps stick with us. If you're new to this podcast and can't work out what the hell I'm going on about, don't worry, we've got you covered too. Why not give this a pause and go and find our trailer, which gives you a very brief outline of all the main cast of characters. This week, we've started getting some of our artwork drawn up, so keep an eye out for that on our social media streams. Big thanks to the lovely Alan Voif for that. Go and check out her amazing artwork on Instagram and Twitter. And shout out to Soup the Wonder Dog. After the roaring success of its introduction the other week, we are once again going to take a break halfway through this episode and give a shout out to a few really wonderful individuals from the D&D community. So keep an ear out for that. And if you fancy getting your content shouted out, why not slide into our DMs on Twitter and we will see what we can do to help. But hey, you didn't come here to listen to me gabble on, did you? So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join us for this week's episode of Adventure is Anonymous. Welcome back to another episode of Adventure is Anonymous. Fantasy fun fisting. In no, that's not the right intro, is it? Right, who are we sponsored by, Lewis? What this week? Wait, are yes. we actually sponsored by someone real, or is this is this my cue? This is your cue, Lewis. Who are we sponsored by? Come on. Oh, um, Dora's Gooch Cream. Have we used Gooch Cream? This is a new we Gooch have Cream. Gooch cream. Naturally. Oh wow! Wow! Imagine that. Uh, this is Dora's home brand. A bit like a um, like what's it called when you make alcohol in a bathtub? Um, moonshine. <laughs> moonshine yeah like that moonshine cream. gooch cream moonshine gooch cream made by Dora don't ask how she does it she won't tell you the truth is this another like teen Disney star that's gone really dark as she's got older she's grown up <laughs> so like Lindsay Lohan uh, meets Don King yeah you see the packaging you, you can't miss the packaging you know <laughs> well that's the thing that happened Dorothy Explorer's moonshine gooch cream <laughs> it rolls off it rolls off the tongue Rolls off the tongue, cools, cools down the gooch. Fully justifying our explicit content label on Spotify there. Yeah. Fan-fucking-tastic. Right, Lewis, you weren't here last time, so I've done a little recap, if you will. Because uh, we're halfway through a massive fight, which will get very confusing. But here's a quick recap. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had just set off on their trusty steeds in search of the tiny ne'er-do-wells who had burned down and pillaged pale bank village that rhymes the acrid stench of burnt bodies and smoke still in their nostrils they had followed the trail to a clearing in the woods where they came upon a makeshift encampment of no militia the group split into two halves with hanash and maud taking on one set of sentries maud deciding that magic was beneath her spent her time staving in the skull of a gnome using a rock whilst hanash did hanash things pulping the other gnome sentry with his recently purchased morning star 
Round on the other side of the camp, Tati, Aristobulus and Belsiar smoked out two more sentries, making short work of them. Catching sight of his nemesis, Skarl, and surmising him to be responsible for the massacre at Pale Bank Village, Tati let fly with his dagger of cinder and ash. A howl of pain came from the slightly crispy form of the tiny gnome mastermind, who dashed off like a fiery comet back into the woods, his tail between his legs. And with that, their cover was well and truly blown. The camp was alerted and the fight was on. And that is where we will pick up this week's adventure. So yeah, basically, Lewis, we're in the middle of a fight. You got shot in the stomach. You were slowly bleeding out. You did get um, a lot of hit points back, so on, like, healed you. So you, you, yeah. you're not too far off, like... You... I think I think you went down to, like, five hit points, but then I used one of your second-level spell slots to heal you up to 23. Good lad. Good lad. That's good, that. Um, do we know who shot me? Just last bit of recap. Uh, there was a gnome who snuck up behind you all. Tati using his... Not paying more attention to Skarl than the other gnomes. A gnome snuck up behind you, shot you in the stomach, and you slowly bled out on the floor before somebody saved you. Was it Barbara? Did Barbara kill that guy? I'm pretty sure Barbara killed that guy, right? Yeah. Barbara killed that guy, yeah. That yeah. guy is dead. So yeah. I'm saying I'm going to have to go on a, a bloodthirsty rampage, a genocide uh, against <laughs> the gnomes. Okay. All right, I know what the next few hours entail. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be blood on your robes. Right, and with that, we'll come back into the village, which is, well, it's not a village, is it? It's an encampment, which is on the edge of the coastline, uh, the Arctic tundra as the bitter wind blows in off the sea, snapping at you all as you all take stock of the current situation. Snowfall starting to come in as little flakes of snow start drifting out of the night sky almost giving a portent that it's going to turn into a blizzard at any moment. You realise that your cover has been blown. Looking around, each of you individually sees the carnage which you have wrought. Tati, looking forward into the camp, you see the fiery remains of the fireball that you fired off from the uh, dagger of cinder and ash. Uh, And what we will do is we pick back up. If you could all roll me um, initiative... Are all the little ones running towards us now? Absolutely. Sick. 23. Ooh. Eight. 15. Let's go. 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 21. Skull's, a, Skull's 100 metres away, isn't he? At least. He's at least 90 feet away. Feet. Don't know. Did he get Patty? Upwards. I've got some fucking ideas there. Oh, no. Bobo, your connection is unstable. Have we just lost Chris and Chris already? No, I think they're just very... Still. Very still. You've got 11. Ooh. Tatty, what did you get? 23. 23, bloody hell. All right. Let's kick that off. I got 11. You got 11, right. Let's get ready, ready, let's get ready, ready, let's get ready to rumble. Okay. Top of the top of the pile. Top of the pile. Uh, we got Tatty. All right. Um, so... The other, the other guy that I hit with that fireball, that was number nine, right? By the car. Yeah. Fire, well, I bring the map up. There we go. Uh, the guy you hit with the fireball was number nine, yeah. He, was, right. he was fully fucking incinerated. Oh, he's fully dead, yeah. You hit him with the fireball, you look over, you still see his body is slightly crispy. His charred remains still got a nice glow on them as the kind of tents, the tree, and the cart around him are still on fire. Okay. Um, 
Did I see which direction Skull ran off in? You sure did. Can you can you tell me? <laughs> uh, towards the horses. Uh, oh, right, so towards the right-hand side. Yes. Oh, okay. Skull ran off into the trees on fire, shouting things. As he was like, ah, that hurts. Oh, no. My poor face. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loving Skull's, Skull's voice. Oh. Atipo Jangles, what have you done to me? <laughs> you sound so Danish and horny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jangles, this is not how this was meant to be. I, I love it. Through the tree line, you just hear, Damn you, Bojangles! <laughs> I'm going to fucking have you. Uh, <laughs> I am going to... Shit, am I about to do this? I think I'm going to do this. Um, I'm gonna uh, drink a potion of flying. <laughs> flying what? Yeah. I'm walking through the air. Which is no matter out of this. <laughs> Boom! Out I go. Take my hand. Which gives me a flying speed equal to my walking speed for one hour. <laughs> So I get 25 feet of of flying speed per turn. So (laughs) why is that useful? Because look at where the enemies are. You're going to come at them from above. I'm I'm going over them. I'm going over them because I'm going after after Scarl. Aristobulus, Belsiar, as you both turn around, you see the tiny little gnome looking frustrated, shaking his fist at the tree line as he unstoppers a little bottle out of his little sleeve. Start swigging it back. As you all look at him, he slowly, inch by inch, rises off the floor until his little tippy toes are hovering feet off the floor as almost gravity itself has given up on trying to hold this gnome to the ground as he floats like a fairy. So does that does that count as my action, drinking that potion? I guess it probably does. Uh, yeah, it does, yeah. I'm going to use my movement and my bonus action uh, to fly as far as I can in the direction of Skull. And I'd like to fly over those trees where 7 and 8 are. If that's What's your movement? Uh, my movement is 25, but with my bonus action dash, that's 50 altogether. Jesus. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'm kind of 30. imagining you're flying is like um, how they do in Charm and Chocolate Factory when they've had like the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the fizz. Yeah, exactly. I could, yeah, first you get tired and you get worried that you're not going to stop. As you roar through the air, Aristobulus and Belsiar with their jaws on the floor look over as the tiny gnome flaps his arms and soars off into the sky. Behind you, you hear Barbara go, <gasps> As she sees Tatty fly. Tatty, as you look down beneath you, you feel the snow whipping between your toes as the trees appear beneath you. You look down at the charred body as you go flying past, as you take off over the trees. In the bottom set of trees, you see two gnomes heading towards Maud and Hanash. As down below in front of you, you see a pack of horses and um, Skull, who's currently hiding amongst the horses. As he looks up at you, he's like, Bojangles, you have changed. But but not the gnome I remember. He could not fly. (laughs) Big fucking supervillain vibes right now. 
Fucking loving it. I should definitely take a dump on it. Oh, I'm gonna dump something on it. I can tell you that right now. Oh, fucking K. Right, Bojangles having done his thing, Belsia having watched your tiny little diminutive companion soar off into the evening sky, what are you doing? Um, oh, roll um, initiative for lady as well, actually. Oh. Trying to do that first in case you get 22. You're not going to get 22, though. I'll just say control lady on your turn and go on. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, um, <laughs> ladies, ladies just going to follow me on at ground level. What's her movement? Uh, I think she has 50 as well, to be honest. She's, she's much faster. She can't fly. She can't fly, so I, I, yeah, speed is still 50 feet, though. So if anything, she could probably get ahead of me with her full turn. Uh, no, she's just behind you as she runs through the encampment, stopping only to sniff at the burning body of the gnome on the floor. Uh, you can hear her whipping through the camp behind you. Right, Belsia, what are you up to? Um, I want to, like... I'm, I'm kind of inspired, like, um, just, just seeing the gnome fly over our book. I've got, um... Fly at a Valkyrie. Playing in my head, and I... I feel inspired to like jump up from wherever I am and just start running after after uh, Tati towards. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess I can't see any enemies, but I'm probably running in the direction of seven and eight. Okay, what's your movement? Uh, Thirty foot. All right, you clear the tree line, sprinting off towards. <laughs> Uh, where the cart and the next set of bushes are as you start making out the sound of gnomes who are dumbfounded staring into the sky looking at the gnomes soaring across the early evening sky. Uh, they're in heavy cover in front of you. You can't really see them, to be brutally honest. Okay. You're just um, on the edge of the tree line by um, seven and eight. Okay, so I've crossed the open... Yep, you've crossed the open expanse, yeah. Probably not a lot I can do. Probably not. Right, at that point... Uh, no number, number seven looks around, looks up at Tatty in the sky, turns around to his friend and is like, well, I've seen everything now, a flying fucking gnome. As he takes a cigarette out of his lips gets his bow, notches an arrow and fires it directly at Tatty. Uh, yeah, notching his bow, he fires around at Tatty. Ooh, and gets a 25. Yeah, that hit. Doing seven points of damage. Ooh. As an arrow comes flying out of the night sky and twats you on your inner thigh, as you look down, Tatty, taken out of your moment of excitement flying across the sky, you look down as your leg becomes a kebab with a very familiar looking gnome arrow sticking out of your thigh as you start faltering in the air uh, after him is the next gnome which is eight which is the one next to him as he looks up sees Tatty getting shot and hears the dragonborn and decides to sprint for the dragonborn comes through the tree line and gets into combat with Belsia. And he is going to take a swing at you with a sword, Belsior. Getting a 19. Ooh, that hits. As you look in... Oh, dear, doing three whole points of damage. As you head towards the tree line, you see a tiny little gnome man running at you, his feet just, like, scrabbling along the snow. As you see a flash of silver as something sharp stabs you in the groin. As you look down and you just see a furious little gnome attempting to circumcise you. (laughs) 
Uh, and with that, that is his turn done, which leaves Aristobulus. What are you doing? Can I see how many gnomes are uh, I am the up? Or can I, can I see the plants uh, as you look up from the arrow, which is now healed but still sticking out of your stomach, you're going to have to work out how to get that out later. You look up and you see across the way in the woods, you see about 30 feet away, Belsiar currently getting dick slapped by a gnome with a sword. That's it. That's all I can say. <laughs> Pretty much. You can also it's see like Maud television. and Jimash standing around. You see a rock next to Maud, which has a red stain on it, where she's battered a gnome's head in against the rock. Just a red stain? Just a red stain. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well. Yeah, it's still stained, yeah, where Maud has repeatedly pummeled a gnome's face against a rock face until he died. That's big tin of corn energy, and I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, considering I, I can, I saw where that gnome's coming from, right? So I've got a rough sense of where the where the head is, surely from the from, from this melee. Yeah, so yeah, far, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Well, considering I've got an arrow, it feels like we may as well start off by going nuclear, and we have not what that. It's gonna be a spiritual weapon. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah, that's right. You are damn right. We're going. We're starting big. We're going to cast spiritual weapon. And, um, can anyone guess what shape it's going to take? Just the ball. Yeah, it's just the balls. It's like a steam <laughs> roller. Steam roller. <laughs> only. Oh, that's actually really good. Of course, it's going to be a big cock, but only if it falls. But only if Tati's in the air and can ride them, <laughs> like, like, like a missile. But I feel like that—that's not really what they're intended for. And um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a massive spectral cock, and it's going to be going um, up into the air, and, and then obviously like a missile right to where the gnomes are. Please. Uh, what's the range on your spiritual weapon? It's big enough to pie. <laughs> 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 Imagine. Um, <laughs> 60 foot. 60 feet. Jesus. Yes, you are quite right. Okay, yeah, you're within range. So as you look up, you see somebody violating Belsiar with a sword. As uh, I presume you're going with, with that guy, yeah? The guy who's attacking Belsiar. No, I, 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 I was actually aiming at the, like, the more the base of where they are is what I was going for like the trees roughage area if that's where the rough going out of if I have that information to go up uh, let me quickly send you where everyone currently is how big is it now? like in terms of feet oh it, real big <laughs> real big <laughs> it, it's got 65 movement and it's also 65 feet anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> just rolls end over end <laughs> covers us all and <laughs> actually we all die <laughs> it's more, more of a self destruct <laughs> so this is the current state of things as you get your spiritual weapon out you look across the way and you see um, you see Belsiar currently getting violated by a gnome with a very sharp sword as you lower your breathing your eyes go a kind of static blue as the very air around you starts to crackle and burn with with ozone as the heavens above you start opening a cloud storm formation and a giant blue phallus comes down from the heavens summoned by whatever deity you particularly have called upon today as a little gnome looks up in the air his jaw slack as he lowers his sword from the dragonborn's groin make me an attack roll Right <laughs> <laughs> 15 15 will do it 
Oh, yep, 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 yep. So you need to roll damage on that. Again. Damage should be a different a different roll, I think. Yeah, I'll roll it. He's not confirmed. He's frozen. Oh, yeah. 15 hits, right? Uh, 1d8 plus your spellcasting modifier. What? That's what I'm doing now? Yeah. Fucking hell, mate. Right, 1d8. Oh, yeah. Plus. So what, what level are you casting this at? First, second? Uh, I'm casting it on second. Okay, so you get uh, 2d8 plus your spellcasting ability. Okay, quick match. We've got this. Oi, we've got a ni- 12, 19. 19? Woo! Jesus Christ. As the... Um, ginormous spectral phallus the gnome looks up the phallus comes out the sky and just dick slaps him into the snow as there's a crunching and cracking of bones Belsia, you are so close to the <laughs> helmet that you feel it waft past the end of your snout as the foreskin lifts back up and you look down and you see the crumpled form of the gnome who's just almost snapped in half on the floor uh, who's hanging on by a thread of life um, and he just says, "Kill me!" <laughs> his back's broken, his arm is twisted out of joint, his jaws hanging off, and there's a giant spectral penis hovering ten foot in the air above him, looking menacing. Quite a good go. Yeah, not too bad to be honest. I'm quite happy with that. I would be happy with that. Right, and after that, it is gnome number five. So. The gnome who is currently off to one side sees Hanash standing over the dead form of one of his comrades and Chad decides to get to the rocks and fire an arrow at Hanash. He is going to take a good old-fashioned pot shot at Hanash with his longbow and he's going to get a 10. As you look, you just see an arrow whistle past your head as you look up just in time to see the gnome who's now cleared to the rock face about 30 feet away from you and is taking pot shots at you. I flip him with the bird. Uh, his comrade is now going to do the same, clearing to the rock face, seeing Hanash. He's going to fire his longbow, this time getting a 16. Nah, nah, mate. You hear a dull thud on your armour as an arrow reflects off the front of your armour and hits a rock, shattering as the shot As you look down, there's a little nick in your armour. Uh, after that, we got Maud. What are you doing? So, I was just looking at where, I'm, where I am. I haven't moved yet, have I? You have not moved, no. Um, oh, I'm next to number one that's dead. Yeah. I would like to. I'd like to skin him and wear him as a disguise. Oh, we did this. We've done this once, and it was awesome. I'm excited for this. <laughs> as you look up, you look over to one side. You see Tatty flying through the air. You look over another way. You see Belsiar standing within a hair's breadth of a giant blue spectral penis. The crushed form of a gnome in front of him. And rather than fighting back, you decide to pull out your powering knife and you start flaying the very skin off a gnome in front of you. Isn't this gnome half the size of you? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like uh, Men in Black. Crop top. When the ant gets that man well, what I'm thinking is I did, I did think that through. I thought it through that he was half the size of me. And what I thought was is that if I get on my knees <laughs> and put his shoes on my knees, it would make it see, see where I'm going. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I like it. Okay. And then okay. as I get closer to them, I can just pretend I'm a bit injured. As I get closer to them, 
I'll bring out the rock and just smack him. Okay. Make me a sleight of hand check, as this is very delicate work. But what if I find it? Hold on, I'm searching for my friend here. Ah. Is that how you spell sleight of hand? Yes. Yeah. S-L-E. Yes. Yep. I've only been spelling it wrong for 30 years. Wow. Do you write it a lot? How often do you skin people? Do you pick locks? <laughs> or do dexterous things? Sleight of hand. Uh, 18. 18? Jesus Christ. Right, you very, very carefully. At first, you get the knife and you stick it up the nostril of the gnome and you waggle it around until the skin of the nose disconnects from the cartilage. And then you make small incisions around the neck as you like start peeling the face off the gnome. Careful around the ears. And around the ears. You're doing a good job. You're really, you've got craft here. You're a bit like um, Rumpelstiltskin, except you're using flesh. Um, It's, that's possibly not the right analogy now. (laughs) Um, What's a famous tailor? Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, uh, Oh, <laughs> Bonus XP, someone named me a famous Taylor. Taylor of Gloucester. Don't say Graham Taylor. The little Mouse. Gus, that's Gus. Gus. Gus All from right. Cinderella. Gus from Cinderella, but covered in blood. Just slowly peeling the face off a gnome as Maud goes... <laughs> Maud, as you look over, you hear somebody vomiting behind you as your blue gore-stained face looks round. You just see McTavish, um, sorry, McBeanie standing behind you who's just vomited up his food. He's like... I thought it was McGruber that was with us. All right, McGruber then. Fine. Somebody <laughs> doesn't want any XP. McGruber. Who, I, made sure, uh, I made sure to write down who it was because I kept forgetting. I'm only the DM, Chris. I'm not supposed to know the fucking characters. Maud, <laughs> as you look behind you, you see McGruber as he now has his lunch down the front of his chest as he's like, right, I've seen some weird shit in my time, but uh, you're not much of a team player, are you? Can I, uh, so I've got this, got this elf, dwarf, goblin, goblin. No. no. <laughs> Fuck me. I've got this name. Giant. Unicorn. <laughs> Just this what I'd like to do is I'd like to I've got him on my face so like his face is covering my face I'd like to blow him a little kiss and then scuttle off as McBeanie uh, McGruber as McGruber's like <laughs> And just throws up his lunch as he looks over at the skinned gnome on the floor and he looks over at the blue demonic woman as she just scuttles off into the night. Where are you scuttling off to? Um, I would like to scuttle off, because now I look like a gnome from Um I would like to also take with me the rock. It's a manier. It's like two tonne of rock. It's ginormous. It's not a pebble. I'm going to have to stab them and flay them all then, aren't I? Fine. So what I'd like to do then, looking like this gnome, I would like to go towards the centre. When you say you look like a gnome, you look like a blue demon wearing fantastic clothes, covered in blood, wearing a gnome's face. A gnome no, having a I flayed his, in, no, I played his entire body and You're... I put his shoes on my knees. Not his <laughs> I put his shoes on my knees and I'm shuffling forward. So I look like I'm a gnome from a No, you don't. You look like a fucking demon wearing a gnome skin as a fucking napkin. <laughs> you literally... 
You've just got the bloody tatters of a gnome hanging off your chin with, with two shoes flapping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought like maybe the elves were on the back of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got his shoes on my knees and I've, I'm walking with my knees. That's, that's great. Okay, if you want to walk with your knees, you can move half distance as you start making your way across to where the crushed gnome is on the floor next to Belsia that Aristobulus crushed with his giant spectral blue phallus. As the gnome, who's currently got about one health point, looks over broken on the floor and just sees a flayed gnome coming towards him as he's like, kill me, kill me, kill me. (laughs) You're leaving me. Uh, and with that, McBeanie passes out on the floor. <laughs> Not McBeanie. And with that, McGruber passes out on the floor. Right, Hanash, your turn. Well, I, for one, I feel hurt that my comrade has left me. But for, 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 for two, um, okay, so they are about 30 feet away. Said, yep, yep, yep. Don't get too close. Don't get too close. I might, I might do something. Might do something. If, you, if you're on your own, I might do something. Alright, okay, bear with me two secs. That's alright. Uh, how far? I'm saying I've got two, two, three, four. You said that. Okay, I'm gonna run after them and I'm gonna hit the the nearest one with my morning star. I've got a walking speed of 30 feet, so I should be able to. You say you're running towards three, four, and five, yeah? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, you can use your distance to cover the. You are now standing equidistant between three and five as they both look up. They realise they pissed you off with their bow and arrow as you come charging like a fucking green bull across the distance, swinging at the nearest one, which is five. Make me a hit roll. Sure. I'm also going to do a sweeping attack as a manoeuvre, but that'll come after the hit roll. Okay. Uh, so 20 to hit. I mean, he's only wearing leather armour. Yep. Cool. So there's 15 damage in that one. Yep. And then on my... This is a sweep and attack. Yes, that's a D8. Yeah. And then the other person gets a, a two. Two damage. Two. Oh, you're attacking the other guy next to him. So a sweeping attack. The first damage goes against the first one, and then sweeping attack goes for the uh, second person. So 15 damage on one, and then two on the other. Yeah. Okay. Grand. As you crack the fucking first one across the head with the morning star, you see his jaw hanging off at an angle, teeth just dropping out of his mouth. As the secondary attack blats the other guy across the head, you see him like sway back, seeing stars. Uh, he's now got some of his friend's teeth sticking out the side of his cheek. Uh, as you have done about as much damage as anybody would suspect a man of your size would do. Uh, that leaves the last one, who is the guy in the distance who looks at you, sees what you've done, and uh, decides to attempt to shoot you with a arrow. He's not going to move closer to you. He does not fucking trust you. Uh, getting a 13, his hand's shaking. You see, he's looked at his mate with his jaw ripped off with his teeth hanging out with his tongue lolling around as he attempts to get his arrow. As he pulls it back with his shaking hands, fires it just fires off into the sky and just arcs off across the camp uh, as the man starts pissing himself. Uh, and with that, we are going back round to... Oh, no, no, we're not. Um... And with that, uh, you hear a little voice 
from amongst the horses um, move out. Tatty, down below, you see Skarl move between two horses as he looks up at you, floating in the air. He's like, Bojangles, this is not how it was meant to be. Oh, Bojangles, no, this is not how I trained you to be. Men like you don't fly. You sneak through the grass and you stab people in the back in the darkness. You do not fly in the air like gods. What have you become, Bojangles? Give me one second and I'll stab you from up here. I'm not fucking kidding, pal. I do not think I've trained you very well if you think you can stab me from all the way up there. As he just whips out an arrow and fires it at you. What's 11, by the way? I feel like I missed that. I think that's, really? I think that's Skarl. Is 11 on the map Skarl? I thought I'm 10 with Skarl. Uh, 10 is Skarl. Oh. What's 11, then? I guess we don't know. 11 is what you don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's get this out. Cool. Mm. Uh, he gets a 13 to hit. Oh, wow. Shit, he misses. Oh. As Skarl is like fires, goes wide, you see an arrow fly past you. Scar looks down and went, it is not my fault, you have melted the side of my face! <laughs> As you see, like, one side of his face is, like, char-grilled. I, like, say, I, I say, have you been using that excuse since I melted the side of your face all those years ago? Listen to me, it is not easy shooting people with crispy fried face. <laughs> right. I remember why I do not like you now, Bojangles. Right, round to the top, we're back with Tatty. As you see an arrow fly past your head, let me just update the map for you all so that you can all see what you Thank you. Uh, what is that screenshot? Oh, it's that meme. That is disgusting. That's what I imagine more than <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's just marvelous. Uh, right. Tatty, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, give me a second, let me check the map. Okay. Oh, look, 11 has vanished. I was <laughs> <laughs> just giving you the drama that you wanted as a reaction. Um, I hope it's a dragon. How far am I from Scar? Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 feet. Okay, that's so bad. Um, I just want to do a vibe check out of character. If I blow up all three of those horses, how are you, how are you guys going to feel about that? I go for it. Chaos reigns. I, I will stamp you into the floor. <coughs> and then I'll wear your dog. Different vibes. I'll wear your dog. I'll wear your dog. Sounds like you're going to fuck the dog. <laughs> um, I'll wear your dog like a meat puppet. <laughs> oh, God. Not like that at all. Um, I'm going to one last one last check of the map, one last check of my shit. What happened to that goat? <laughs> I think I, I think I tied it to a tree. You left it to oh, start today. Yeah, the the cow. The cow. Well, there's a goat on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. You left the goat to starve today. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm just more worried about the cow who you've left tied to a yeah. tree. Is is the girl on your on your board of characters? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, use my action to uh, use my potion of greater healing. Um, okay. And then bonus action. <laughs> I think it's bonus action to drink a potion yourself. It's an action to give it to someone else. Oh, okay. In which case, I will use the potion, um, and I will also throw my dagger at Skarl again. It's, at least that's the way I play it. Okay. I would say, if you want to use a healing potion yourself, that's a bonus action. If you want to pour it down someone else's throat, that's an action. Yeah, because that takes that takes more time. 
Um, you want to fire your dagger of cinder and ash at three horses and skull. I didn't say I wanted to use the fireball. <laughs> I do, but I didn't say that. I'm looking for All right, make me a hit. Okay. I'm hoping some cooked horse comes my way. <laughs> We're eating tonight. Next <laughs> <laughs> <Max's> barbecue. <laughs> uh, Eighteen to hit. Hit. Uh, so he takes. Is my hunter's mark still on him? Yes. Uh, he takes six plus one. Uh, <laughs> seven damage. Yep. And he also has to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, he got 23. Yeah, thought so. Um, so, let me know how you want to do this, because in the wording for the for the dagger, it said they have to make a DC 17 dexterity save or be the center of a fireball spell. Does that mean, it's, does that mean it still goes off, or does that mean the fireball just doesn't happen? The fireball doesn't happen. Cool. Um, oh, no, hang on. He dives out the way of it. It still goes off. Yeah. That's the whole point of dexterity. He rolls out the way. So he rolls out the way of the fireball. You see him roll to one side as the epicenter of a fireball goes off amongst the horses. And it's a 20-foot radius fireball. That's going to hit all the horses and the two bales of hay. Okay, fair enough. So make me a damage roll. This is my favorite. It is what it is. He's going to wear your dog. Um, it's gonna Come on, where it's gone. I love where you rolled. There's just so many. There was a couple of sixes and a couple of fives in there. That's a 28. Uh, a 28. You see the, the dagger goes... <laughs> clips uh, Scarl in the shoulders. He's like, ah, you motherfucker. As he dives out of the way, as you just see an epicenter of an explosion... As you see the fireball rise up, as you hear a... (laughs) Anash, you feel something warm and wet hit the side of your face. As you look down, you see half a hoof uh, (laughs) on the floor. Tatty, you see um, a saddle blazing going past the side of your face. (laughs) As it goes up. Amazing Uh, reference, by the way. Um, well, yeah, there are just horseshoes for days raining down. <laughs> the I... as, as everyone looks over and just sees sadness in the eyes of the dragonborn who's on her knees covered in the skin of a gnome with the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> a single tear rolled down the scraped off gnome's face. <laughs> um, I made my deck save to, to catch the dagger again so the fireball did not go off in my hands as well. Okay. Excellent. Well, that's a strong start to a turn, if ever there was one. Right. <laughs> Second up is Belsiar. Oh, lady. Sorry. What's lady doing? Barbara. Let's not dead name her, people. Let's not dead name her. You're the only Name's one that dead named her. She is going to. Let me just check where she is on the map. Where is she on the map? Between oh, the cart and the tree. She's just behind you. Uh, so she is. How far away is she from Skull? Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 feet. She's going to run all the way up to him, and she's going to attack him. Okay. Uh, make me a hit roll. Make me an attack. Uh, it's a natural one. 
Natural one, you see a streak of white beneath you as you see Lady going leaping through bushes, flies around the side of a tree, runs up to Skarl, and he just reaches out into his pocket, pulls out some sweet meats, hands them to her, as she just rolls over and lets him tickle her belly. The Skarl is like, Oh, aren't you a sexy beast? Oh, look at you. Apex predator, brought down to your knees with bacon. I knew it was a genocidal maniac, but I really hate him. <laughs> Look, Bojangles, your companion likes me. She wants the belly rub. Oh, Look at the way I rub her flank. I know that, I know that he's done far worse. I know, because I wrote him. But this is literally like Tati's absolute nightmare. Yeah. Did you write the accent as well? No. <laughs> no, no, I did not write the accent. <laughs> And with that, it is Belsiar's turn. Belsiar, you look down in front of you, you see the crumpled form of a little gnome barely hanging on to life. Uh, there's just blood spewing up out of his mouth as he's like, Heal me! As I, as, I, as I look to my right, I believe, am I able to perceive that the thing shambling towards me is actually one of my party and not some kind of horrible zombie? Uh, <laughs> make me a perception check. Okay... Oh, natural 20. Natural 20. Yeah, you look over. You're both sickened and impressed at the same time as you see the meat puppet slowly crawling towards you as the meat puppet lets out a howl as she smells burnt horse. (laughs) I love the name meat puppet. At first you weren't sure, but then when you saw the bees coming out the back of the gnome... (laughs) The bees. Oh, it's a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Flayed gnome with a bee sack on the back. I'm, my my face just cycles between con- confusion, recognition, disgust. You hear a little voice at your feet. The little gnome at your feet's like, "Just get on, kill me." It's okay. the dick nose going through the gnome's nose. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> Mort's dick nose is hanging through the front. <laughs> <laughs> or out of his mouth or crumpled out of the yes. flayed gnome skin Lord's big nose swings around like a preposterous <laughs> oh please please don't kill this gnome I like, really want him to just <laughs> just leave it there like. currently looks like Cyril Sneer face fucked a gnome at a Halloween party uh, uh, can we can we take this gnome as a prisoner of war I was yeah I was thinking I'd probably um, either either stab him or capture him. Is he in? Is he like mortally wounded? Uh, make me a perception check. You've only got six seconds to do this, so I'm going to say that this is going. Unless you do something, this is going to be your action. Okay. He was crippled, wasn't he, by the phallus? So. Oh my god, he's been broken. He's just a mangled, like he's just like a car crash victim. Episode name, uh, crippled by the phallus. Crippled by the phallus. Episode name. I got an. He's unlikely, isn't it? But you know. Uh, what are you saying? A, I got a natural one on that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that means. A natural one. You try and talk to him. You're like, you can't understand him. His jaw slightly cracked off, and you're like, excuse me, what are you? And he's like, kill me, kill, kill me, kill me now. What are you waiting for, you coward? I. Um, 
can I pull out my talking short sword? Um, and I just say to the, my talking short sword, like, well, here, here you go, buddy. And I stab him through the, through the neck. As you pull your talking short sword out, he's like, whoa, man, long time no speak. <laughs> I've, I've got some uh, blood for you. Is that what you like? No. <laughs> kind of a pacifist, dude. Oh. <laughs> you know, have at it. Yeah, it's too late. It's it's just too awkward now to not kill the kill the gnome. Um, he looks like he's having a good time, dude. Shall, shall I roll? I'll roll. That's a ooh twenty for a hit. Twenty. As you take aim, you just blat the gnome. You swiftly <laughs> sport back, bring it down. There's a crunch, and the, the neck moves off the. Um, then the head comes flying off the little broken gnome in front of you as the short sword's like, Whoa, dude, be careful. You'll put a dent in me. <laughs> no. I, 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 I polish the blade. I'm just like, Hope you like that. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Put me back in the sheath. Sheath me, dude. Sheath. I, 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 <laughs> I sheath, my friend. All right. Good talking. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> As you sheath your talking sword. <laughs> right, and that is the end of Belsiar's turn. As we go to Gnome David. As we look at the gnome in the tree line, the gnome looks over. He's seen a blowing up horse on one side. He's seen a spectral phallus on the other. He's not 100% sure, but he thinks he can see the demonic spectre of one of his friends crawling along the floor with a dick nose hanging out the front of his face. As he panics, he's got choice paralysis. As he looks up and sees the gnome in front of him, he sees right up between the gnome's legs as he pulls out his arrow and fires straight at the gnome. Getting an 18. Yes. Taking 10 points of damage as you see an arrow go right up into the side of your chest. It hits you low in the abdomen as you're cockily telling Skarl off Looking down at your wolf who's being petted, you feel a blow to the side of your chest as you look down and fluid is coming out of a hole as there's a black flighted arrow sticking out of you. As you look down, you see a little gnome waving his fist at you through the tree lines. (laughs) Fuck you, buddy! Fuck you! Uh, Well, he's dead, so that's gone... Gnome is dead. So Aristobulus has... Uh, no, Aristobulus. Hanash now has two kills. Not Hanash, what am I talking about? Belsiar. I'll get there in the end. Belsiar has two, uh, two kills. Right. Uh, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Uh, it's Aristobulus next. It is. So I, can I see number seven from where I am if I take a few steps forward? He's in the trees, but can I see him? <laughs> you are still in the trees. You would have to move considerably forward as you um, you can move forward to where Belsiar is if you want. And you can reposition your spiritual weapon if you wish. Hmm. Hmm. Choices. If I'm, I'm a bit too far away, and if I can't get a clear shot, I'm not going to start bringing out the crossbow. So fuck it. Let's keep keep the uh, keep the spiritual weapon up. Um, but I'd like this time, rather than like one massive bot, I'd like more of a crushing flop. I want to describe it as where okay. the big blue shaft 
comes down almost like someone's just yelled timber, which is ironic because I want to fell all of the trees. <laughs> what I'm going okay. for here is mass crushing. All the trees fall in thanks to the big cop that's about to fall. Toto annihilation. Exactly. I'm going for I've got a massive blue flying cop, why wouldn't I just crush him now? Are you are you gonna scream uh fuck you climate change as it goes down? Mm. <laughs> No, I'm going to scream, I'll try and replant you! That's what I'm going to Spectral Thunberg, as yeah. you uh, make me a hit, <laughs> make me a hit roll. You bear with me, because you just fucking, alright, like, can bear, can I think we should call this episode Spectral Thunberg. Spectral Thunberg. Spectral Thunberg, yeah. Holy shit, we got a 22. 22. The little gnome who's in the trees, who was looking up at Tatty, you just shot him in the side of the flank. Here's the branches bending and cracking above him. As he looks up, he sees the ginormous blue wizard sleeve at the end of a 20-foot cock and balls as it comes down and just gently presses him into the ground like a steamroller. Not a hard thwap, but more of a gentle squash into the ground as you just hear him screaming as he's just slowly crushed into the snow by the ginormous blue spectral foreskin. Uh, make me a wound. Wound roll. Yep, Looking 19, I'll take it. 19? Jesus Christ. Uh, you hear screams as branches, trees and the gnome are just crushed into the ground slowly by the side of a giant blue shaft um, as this is turning into a bloodbath uh, after that we are going with play, which is and with that <clears throat> we're going to pan back to where Hanash is fighting a gnome the gnome in front of you Hanash who is barely hanging on to uh, life uh, he's got his tongue hanging out the front of his broken jaw as he looks up at you dazed as he pulls out a sword and tries to stab you the best he knows how with what little energy he has left uh, he gets an 8 as you see a little bloody gnome hand reach out onto the front of your armour and try and push a sword into it but he's got no energy left as he takes his hand off, you just see a little red bloody handprint on the front of your chest. You still have your arms crossed, as you're clearly not very worried about this time. <laughs> you just hear the little gnome just going, Fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> as he flops backwards, back onto his haunches, you look down and there's just a little bloody gnome handprint on the front of your armour. As you just stand there with your arms crossed, clearly not bothered. As you look up in front of you, you see the gnome who's some 20 foot away, who missed you once with an arrow, who goes to notch an arrow and fire again. This time he's going to try and hit you, and this time he gets 22. Yeah, damn. Finally, finally hitting. Uh, He does eight points of damage as you feel an arrow... Uh, fly and crunch into your arm you feel a muscle going in your left arm as you've got a flighted arrow sticking clean out of it now hello pod aj here we're just taking a little break from the action as we get into the part of the podcast 
where we give a little shout out to some of the wonderful people from the wider podcasting and D&D community who kindly support and share our little podcast each week. This week, we want to share with you the folks over at the Modular Podcast. This one is a deep dive into the official Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition modules, one at a time, in an actual play podcast. Or podcat, as I've managed to write here in my notes. I'm not entirely sure what the fuck a podcat is, but I'd suggest you remember to change its literary once every so often. <laughs> Right, enough of that shite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. This wonderful podcast is hosted by none other than Thorin, Luke and Raven. Clearly only one of those is a pseudonym, and I will leave you to work out which. So, why not kick off with their first session that looked back at the Dragon of Ice by a peak? A classic! So toggle up your anorak. Dust off your dandruff and get ready to take a brisk walk down nostalgia lane with these fine individuals. That's the Modular Podcast. So go show them a little love and go and check them out. Right, so if you fancy getting your project shouted out on here, as those poor souls just did, then come give us a follow on Twitter and slide into our DMs and we will see what we can do to help you. Right, back to the action. Segway, 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 segway. Who was that? Was that B? It was four. Yep. And then after that is Maud. Maud, what are you doing? Um, where am I exactly? On You're in the middle of the open, right in the middle, crawling on your hands and knees with a gnome skin across your face. Okay. So there's no other gnomes around. Um, there's the one who's just been dick slapped into the ground in the middle of the woods, and yeah. there's a gaggle of them uh, by Hanash who is just holding his own. That's fine. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to... Nobody can see me. What's that blue dot? That's a giant penis. You're welcome. Um, I'd I'd like to explore the caravan and the tents and see what I can steal. Right, so whilst combat's going on, everyone looks around as they hold their own in combat. As you just see the the silk-scarfed blue demon with a gnome's face running around into the cart and you go looking for stuff, do you? To, to be fair, I'm not running anywhere because I've got his shoes on my knees making me look like a gnome or gnomeitch. Belsiar, Aristobulus, as you stand there watching your blue phallus smash a gnome to death in front of you, you just see the tiny kneeling down form of the, the tiefling crawl past you with the bloody tatters of a gnome attached to it as you just nod at her as she slowly just crawls past you, making her way to the edge of the caravan, where you can make me... Is there anything in particular you're looking for? Uh, I would like to be um, under my breath, you know, barely audibly singing (laughs) hi-ho, (laughs) hi-ho. Good work. Obviously, (laughs) another thing which are not copyrighted. Uh, As you make your way to the um, cart, you have to crawl around burnt chunks of horse which have rained down. Occasionally, you scuff your knee on a hoof, on a um, on a uh, on a horseshoe. I'd I'd like to whisper a a prayer for the horses. Um, How does that go? 
<laughs> uh, I whisper it under my breath. Nobody can actually hear it. It's it's more of a. <laughs> it's hi ho, hi ho. It's off to where we go. Yes, it, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, make me a investigation check. There's nothing sinister about a grown woman kneeling down with the skin of a gnome on her face singing Disney songs. Fourteen. Fourteen. You manage to crawl up onto the headboard of the cart. As you look around, you see all the usual horse paraphernalia, brushes, half-eaten carrots, sugar lumps, and uh, you also see a brown leather satchel. I'd like to go down against a brown leather satchel. As you open up the brown leather satchel, you see a number of letters that have been undelivered. This looks like a postman's bag, which has oh. been stolen at some point. Is that like that Kevin Costner film? <laughs> yes, of his entire career, possibly the worst of all the oh, that classic films. film, Postman's Bag. Um, yeah, I remember that. Good that one. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see it over my shoulder like a postman. Is there a hat that goes along with it, like a, a postman's hat? You'll have to look on your next turn. Uh, can you make a note that you've got a postman's bag? I'll scribble it down somewhere. Okay. Right, that's Maud's turn as she's gone full Kevin Costner. Hanash, having just taken an arrow to the arm, as you look pissed, what are you doing? I mean, in my first second, I'm going to look towards where Maud's is going and I'm just going to be like, I don't think she's forgiven me for like turning that mouse into mist. <laughs> she hasn't forgiven you for turning a mouse into mist. What the fuck is she going to do to Tatty for turning three horses into flying mincemeat? I'm planning. <laughs> I have my reasons. All of those horses were in league with Skull. <laughs> All of those German horses. So, um, you know the rock that's just like a little, like I'm next to? Yes. Is that, if I went to, like, um, to the other side of that to four, would I be like not be able to get shot by that person again? Uh, if you were to move to the other side of that rock, you would indeed be able to not be shot by four, but both five and three would have an attack of opportunity on you. Well, I mean, I'd attack them, and in my move, no movement, I would... They'd still have an attack of opportunity, unless you kill them both. There's a possibility you could kill them both. I'd still be in their range. I mean, I'm moving in the same square that I'm in now. I'd say you're still disengaging from them, but you can try and kill them and then move, yes. Okay. You can try and kill. You try and kill. I mean, I mean, number five is all kinds of fucked up. So you try and kill him, and then go the other way and go behind the tree. Exactly. So, well, tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my blunder boost to shoot three, but um, it gets like a radius attack as well from like the explosion, so which might hit number two as well. Not number two. Okay. Number, uh, number five. Let me just double check. Uh, so yeah, the explosive upon hit everything within five feet of the target must make a dexterity saving throw. Eight plus your proficiency. You get disadvantage on attack with a ranged weapon within five feet. So you can do it with disadvantage. It's because you're it's because you're close to them. Because you're very close to them, you can try. Uh, but no. you will do it with disadvantage. It's up to you. Uh, I move five feet away from them then, but I'm not disengaging because I'm still attacking. You are disengaging. <laughs> I'm not disengaging. Okay, are. hold on. Can I move five feet away, shoot them, yep. and move five feet back? No. They're <laughs> <laughs> out of their melee range, they still get them out. No. <laughs> Either take the hit or kill them. Both of them are like made of papier mache, and you're the rock. I can't, <laughs> I can't kill them both at once. You can. You 
just if you okay, well, okay well I hit one with them can I hit one with the morning star and then that per, per, like knocks the other that person into the other person and then, then you <laughs> I would just use one as a weapon on the other there you go you can try and pick one up and beat that's the it. other one that's to death with it if you want. <laughs> oh yeah there you go this is, this is what yeah, I mean okay. for, you know that's how I do it approved <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to make an opposed athletics check against a very badly damaged gnome. So he's going to roll with disadvantage. Uh, uh, 21. He rolled a 26, but with disadvantage, he rolled a 14. So I'd like to, like, can I, uh, like, I'm going to kind of spear him and I'm going to pick him up and then I'm going to run a bit of a circle and then I'm going to hit him into three into the rock. So I'm going to combine mods to <laughs> hit someone to a rock. So you're going to pick one of them up by the ankle, swing him around and splat him into the other one? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was going to, like, spear him and go with that shoulder, but, I mean, he roll. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to make much difference to the rolls. Okay. Uh, you picked one up. I need you to make me a unarmed strike against the other one, and it's going to damage both of them simultaneously. Four damage. Four damage. Uh, what the the one you pick up, you splat against the other one. The first one dies as his leg literally comes off. You're holding the leg of a dead gnome now as the other one takes uh, a considerable amount of uh, damage. Beat him to death. You've beaten one of the gnomes to death and you're still holding on to his leg. Beat the other one to death with the leg. You're still holding on to the thigh bone with a shoe on it of one of the gnomes. And the other one is looking fairly crumpled on the floor currently. If they're on the floor, can I hide behind the rock and yes. not, not have an attack of opportunity? Yeah, go on then. Yeah! For the sake of narrative, you can cowardly hide behind the rocks. <laughs> Hanash now having killed two people. I don't have, like, uh, I'm not giving you any XP for killing horses, by the way. I was making that. No, I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> Highest compound. Yeah. Highest compound kills, bitch. The gnome uh, on the floor who's slightly dazed is now going to get up, look around, see what's what. He's going to now try and walk round the back of the rock and stab the man who's just beaten him to death with his friend. He's going to pick up his sword. He's swaying on his feet as he rolls 22. Oh, that guy. Yeah. As you go to block his sword with the leg bone of his friend, his sword goes clean through the leg bone and takes you for six points of damage. As you feel a soft crunching into your thigh as the sword goes clean through your thigh bone. You're really starting to feel this now. I've got five left. Good. <laughs> I've got half the helper's tie. I'm so jealous. <laughs> uh, right. It is now round three. We're going to go back round to the top with Tatty. I'm going to give you a new map to look at Woo! so that we can keep this ship moving along. This is really going to be so confusing for everyone at home, but we're just going to have to publish eight billion maps. Uh, right, that is the new map. We're round to the top. It's Tatty's turn. What are you doing, Mr. Bojangles? Um, is that the first thing? I think so, yeah. <laughs> is that reference? I can't believe we've taken this long. Yeah, we Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you doing, Mr. Bojangles? 
love that. I love it. <laughs> can I? Can I have Barbara go before me? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, she is gonna. She's gonna attack Skull. Well, being that he made friends with her, I'd like you to make an opposed charisma check to see whether she can overcome the. Um, so is this with my charisma or Barbara's? Well, with Barbara's. Oh, no. Yeah, I was going to say, that's my... Okay, uh, just for the sake of narrative, we'll say yours. As you and Skull are now trapped in a... Hippa, hicka, hicka. <laughs> pretty good. I got an 18. He got a 15. As suddenly the scales fall from Barbara's eyes as she realises that she sold herself out for a pound of sweetmeats. As the anger comes upon her, we've also just here. Skull <laughs> looks down as the growling wolf. He's like, "Oh shit, this is not good." Uh, good she, doggy, good she, doggy. She's gonna attack Skull, and she gets a she gets a fourteen. Uh, no, as you see, claws going across the front of his armor as he's reaching rapidly into his pockets trying to find bits of meat. He's like. Oh, God damn, these leather jerkins. Where did I keep the bacon? Hold on. <laughs> he's looking everywhere. He's like, oh, good doggy, good doggy, good doggy. That's it. Down, girl. Down, down, so, girl. So, uh, that's the end of that's Barbara's a, That's turn. another good um, potential title is God damn these leather jerkins. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, where's the damn bacon? these leather jerkins. Patty is going to use his movement to fly down to the, on the map, you know, the big tree that is, ooh, I don't know, actually. Can I, can I make it to the the big tree that is kind of like diagonally up and to the right of the crate? The big tree that is diagonally up and to the right of the crate? Yeah. The one to the right of the horse you killed? Mm, No, it's just up from the horse. Just up into the left of the horse. The red Which horse? About By the red crate. No. So you know, you know where? Well, you know where? You know where Barbara is on the map. Yes. You know how if you go straight up from there, there's a big tree. Yeah. The big tree to the left of that one. Okay. Can I get to there? Yes. If you're okay. flying. Yeah. I'm gonna get down. I'm gonna get back down onto the ground now. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna uh, try and get some cover behind the tree. And... As you come through the tree line like Peter Pan, you just just go ah! coming down on a wire, landing softly on your feet. You look over at Lady and see her angered. Uh, I'm gonna attack Skull with my okay. with my short bow. Okay. Uh, Eighteen. I think Eighteen hits. Nice. Um, do I get sneak attack damage because he is engaged by Lady? Yes. Barbara, should I say. Um, that is... Uh, 15 damage. 15 damage. Uh, okay. As you see an arrow go flying in where he's looking in his pocket, you shoot him in his thigh. He's like, God damn it, Bajankos! These trousers are dry clean only. <laughs> um, and then can I use my bonus action to hide behind the tree? Yes. As you hear a little voice saying, Listen, dipshit, it is pretty obvious what tree you are behind. I got a 17 for my stealth check anyway. Just... I am a ranger. I can see what tree you are behind, little man. You came there out you can't see me. You shot me <laughs> in the fucking thigh. I can there see you what you tree you are behind. I'm a master of the shadows. You're a master of being a bellend. 
hate you. Uh, and with that, it's Belsiar's turn. He's mostly just stood around watching stuff happen to him. Yeah, I mean, it's what a, what a show. Um, can I follow the spectral blue phallus into the forest? Yes, as you walk through, the penis is your guide. The very boughs of the tree are lit up with the light emitting off the spectral shaft of the penis, almost like a fleshlight. It lights up the woodland. Is your flashlight also a light? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Does a flashlight actually glow in the dark? I, I feel that we should open that to listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listeners Please can... write in and tell us whether you, in the middle of a power cut, have ever used a flashlight. <laughs> is it light in its light bulb? Is it light in its like light to eat? Like, oh, um, yeah. I can, I can if it's if it's light like a light bulb, then it then it emits some kind of ultraviolet rays. It's like a torch, Jake. Like a torch, Jake. Surely that's that's yeah. the, that's <laughs> the uh, fun there. Is that it's like a torch, but it, it's, it ain't a torch. No, 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 no. But you know, it's the yeah. Um, yes, Belsia, as you go into the magical woodland forest seeing the light emitting from the shaft of the spectral weapon, you see on the ground yet another very badly crushed gnome. Um, I'm going to, bearing in mind, I think we should try and capture a, a gnome for a debriefing. I'm going to cast Charm Person on this damaged gnome. Okay, go for it. Um, at, um, oh, I do that at first level. So that's a wisdom saving throw of 12. Okay. Oh, shit. Seven. So he fails. Yes. Um, I tell him, it's okay, buddy. We're, we're here to help. Um, as you look on the floor, there is the crushed, broken form of a gnome who's been smashed into the ground. He's got a branch sticking out the side of his chest. One of his lungs is exposed to a hole. He's just going, ah, 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 ah. as you use charm person, he's like, oh, hello. Hello. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you Sorry too. About the mess. That's quite all right. Uh, my, my name's Belsia. <laughs> That's good. Uh, my name is uh, Bishop. <laughs> Sorry, okay, Bishop. I cough on you. No, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite all right. Have you got anything you can tie yourself up with, uh, Bishop? Uh, I don't want to make a big thing out of this. Both my arms and legs are broken, so there's no need to tie me up. It's fine. Okay, well, you you just hang around there. Um, you could use my intestines. As you look down, you see loops of his stomach lining. Just, if you want to use no, my intestines no. to tie me up, go for it. No, you're going to want to keep those keep keep those where they are at the moment. Okay. Uh, at the moment. You, you might need them later, Bishop. Couldn't trouble you for a drink, could I? It's on him. Um, I don't see it's why not. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a little um, sip, sip from his glass. <laughs> never, never has anyone ever sounded like they were going to piss on someone more by saying, I'll give him a little, a little sip from the flask. <laughs> Straight from the sauce. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, as you get your hip flask out and just put it into his lips, you see his windpipe is slightly broken. He's like, <laughs> thank you very much. That's, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else I can do for you? Um, how many of you are there? I'm not going to lie. I've lost track. It's been a... <laughs> That's fine. It's been a, it's been a long battle for all of us. I want to say there's about 10 of us. How's it going for you guys? 
pretty good, I think. We've got we've uh, we've, we've taken down quite a few of, uh, of, of, of the badans. Yeah, we're not bad guys. I mean, to us, you're the bad guys. It's uh, subjective. I just get paid a day rate. Oh, that makes me sad. I've got health care. Don't worry, this will all be fine. We get private health care. That's good. Well, let's just 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 stay where you are. We'll we'll, we'll come back to it's you. It's ironic because both my arms and legs are broken. <laughs> where am I going? That's that's that's. If nothing else, we could torture him to make sure that me and Maud could get on the private healthcare plan. Like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I need to conserve. One of my lungs has collapsed as he points over to the branch sticking up. Don't, don't be conserve out. oxygen. It's been lovely talking to you. I, I, I walk away feeling that, that, that somehow no one has benefited from this transaction. As he's like, well met, friend. Well met. Farewell, Bishop. Um, as we go to no bandit. D, which is seven. Oh, it's his turn. Right, as it's his turn. <laughs> he's, he's on the floor. <laughs> How long does your charm person last for? Um, just to check that. It lasts um, one hour. One hour? Yeah. As he's charmed on the floor. As, he's, as he calls out, he's like, anyone need anything? Anyone, everyone all right? We all good? Give anyone a hand? I'll take a healer. No. If, if, if you've got one. Just me, then. All right, good. Don't see a blue penis very often, do you? And with that, we're going to go to E. He's dead, which means it is Aristobulus's turn. Question, what's number four doing? He's just standing around shooting arrows at Hanash. Hanash is hidden behind a rock to get away from him. I'd say he stays in 50, uh, 60 foot of me. All right, I'm going to command. Uh, I'm going to use first level and I'm going to yell at him uh, one word and I think I'm going to go with surrender um, does he have to make any kind of save against command uh, wisdom throw 13 wisdom saving throw 13 think, yeah he gets a 12 fuck I've been using a lot of brawn so far in this bloodbath so I'm going to use little brain as he looks down at his hands he goes to fire another arrow at Hanash as he's like, his hands betray him as he just puts down the bow on the floor and just puts his hands up in the air. He's very confused. He's not entirely sure why. Um, do I get to do anything else? Not on that turn. You can move. I'll move I'll move next to my body who's dying. I'm not going to help him. I just want to be there when go. As you stand over the body of the guy dying on the floor, you lean on your spectral phallus, just putting a um, shot, uh, an arm on its hood. The, the opening credits <laughs> of an, 80, an 80s TV show. Like, hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> arm on the uh, hood of your giant phallus. <laughs> as you look down at the guy, he's like... Not a public service announcement, like, hey there, did you get crushed by a phallus? <laughs> you may be today? entitled for compensation. <laughs> Only get paid a day rate. <laughs> as uh, you look down at the guy he's like well Matt you alright nice to meet you nice robe is that your cock I'm not going to dignify any of that with an answer after this I've been through so I'm just going to spit on it yeah. oh. I've got an arrow in as the you stomach. just spit on the small thing yeah thanks for that <laughs> no do you know what? Right. It. It'd, be, it'd be wrong if I didn't get out of the loop um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get out my little. Um, is it a loot that I've got or a heart? Not the tins. I'm not, I'm not getting out the tins. I'm gonna get out the loot, and I'm just gonna play a really attitude version of Take on Me by Aha. So I'm gonna go for um, after I've crossed on That's what I'm gonna go for, and uh, yeah. As the little guy on the floor is like, do you want me to uh, sing the harmony? Or, um, <laughs> I'm gonna spit. I'm gonna when spit we're coming in again. <laughs> 
you just get it gets spat on okay. and I was like do the do little riff on my loop I'm really I'm an, I, I, I am quite happy with myself at this point he's like do you mind wiping that it's getting in my eye third and final time wow okay I'm starting to think this is intentional now alright well well met as we go round again so it's now the gnome who surrendered. He can do absolutely nothing. And it's now Maud's turn again, who is on the cart. So I'm currently wearing the uh, post bag. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go into one of the other tents. Yep. So I'd like to have a route around in one of the other tents, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, let me just... Uh, okay. So you're going to go wandering through the tent. Which tent? The big red one in the middle? Yes, middle one. As you walk past the still charred burning corpse of the first gnome who's on the floor, you go into the middle tent. As you lift up the flap, you have to stoop low because this is a gnome tent. This is like... But I'm gorgeous. on my knees. You're still on your knees just for mm. effect. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you have not come out of character. As you stoop low inside, it's like glamping in here. This is clearly Skarl's tent. As oh. you see fine furs, a tiny little cot bed, and a chest. I'd like to go through the chest, please. And I'd like to take, uh, I see a blanket on the bed. Yes. I'd like to take it and I'd like to wrap it around my shoulders like a cape. As you take Skarl's little rag, you take it and put it over your shoulders like a miniature cape. As you go down to the chest, you realise it's locked. I'd like to pick it up and throw it on the floor, try and break it. Okay. Um, make me a... Um, in rage. You're in rage. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Uh, make me a straight-up strength check. Oh, oh, yeah, that's not going to be good. <laughs> oh, 17. 19 plus 2. 17. Uh, you pick it up and slam it onto the floor. There is a wrenching crack as one of the hinges breaks off the back. Uh, as you rip the lid off, you see um, several scrolls and an assortment of coins. Uh, I'd like to scoop it all up. I would like to put it into the post bag and now I'm done. So I'd like to leave that tent uh, wearing my cape and singing very loudly now, hi-ho, hi-ho. For your records, you've picked up 23 gold. Can I write this down? No. 23 gold. 23 gold, 14 silver and 37 copper. Okay. And I've also got uh, a whole satchel of envelopes. You've got a whole satchel of undelivered mail. Can, is this on my go or not? What do you want to do? I would like to have a funeral pyre um, for the horses, what's remaining of the horses, and I'm going to <laughs> the undelivered mail to do it. You're going to have to leave that till your next turn, I think, to go picking up bits of horse. Uh, right. With that, it is now Hanash's turn. Cool. You do have a you have with that. You do indeed. But right now right now he's on death's door and he's got a very angry little gnome in front of him. Yeah, number five, number three is gonna get it with the modern stuff. Get it. Do, 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 do. Are there any manoeuvres you can use as well? And the the melee flight if there's other people around him or like there's multiple ones of us. Uh, eighteen to hit. Hit. Bam! Uh, 12 damage. Oh, exactly what you needed. 
you clock him round the head. There's a crack as his neck breaks as he just comes to the floor in front of you. Uh, you see his leg twitching, his little leather boot twitches for a while, and a stream of steaming piss starts spreading out as he dies wetting himself. Nice. Uh, I'm going to use my second wind to uh, get some health back. Okay. Uh, right, that's that guy out of the question. Uh, right, he's a goner. Right, round to the top, it is Tatty's go again. Um. Okay, so... Let me just send the map through. Oh, okay, cool. There you go. By the way, strong work on the updated maps every turn. Yeah. Just want to say... <laughs> Thank you. That's all right. It's probably not much fun for the listeners at home, but you never know. We'll all upload them all as a... We'll uh, upload them all. Yeah. Put them in a PDF and upload them all. Right, uh, Tati's turn. What are you doing? Um, I am going to... Hang on. What's um, I'm going to... I guess I'll probably just... Uh, I guess I'll probably just fire at Scarl again. <laughs> off the top of my head. As you spin round from behind the tree, letting loose an arrow, make me a hit roll. I sure will. Uh, 21 to hit. 21 to hit, that's how it works. It's... I still get sneak attack damage, right? Because yep. Barbara's right there. Yeah. Yeah, Hunter's back. Yeah. I never forget Hunter's back. Eight plus ten. Uh, Eighteen damage. Eighteen damage as an arrow shoots out hits him right in the clavet right in the kind of collarbone as he just slumps to the floor goes kind of stationary as Lady stands over him growling Barbara why do I keep dead naming that stupid wolf as Barbara <laughs> stands over him growling you just hear a voice saying alright I yield I yield don't hurt me anymore you are seriously upset to upset my feelings after I've attacked him, if he's dropped to his knees, can I... Fuck it, I'm going to walk over to him. As you slowly walk out of the tree line, swaggering, you walk over to the slowly, very badly injured figure of Skarl, who's lying on the floor in a puddle of his own blood, as he's got blood dripping out the corner of his mouth now. Oh, poor Jangles. That's my action movement. I have my bonus action left. Um... I certainly can't attack him again, but um, I'm going to say, "Is this it? Are you, you, are you, are you giving up?" I mean, I don't know if this is the end of something or the beginning of something else. <laughs> you have become everything that you did not want to be. True. Yeah, but that's because of you. These men were innocent, and I tell you what: even if those men were bad, as they meant they were gnomes. Sorry, I'm dying. Those gnomes, even if they were not righteous gnomes, those horses, they were definitely innocent. You I, you hid behind them, like, and these gnomes, you know, as much as as much as you've probably been paying them, because you're certainly not you're certainly not fucking army anymore. They're definitely not good people. And they're all gonna die. Who made you the mortal arbiter? You do not get to say who is hood and who is bad. Good. Good. talking was an arrow is sticking out of you. The arrow in my leg is very painful. Hurts <laughs> so much. You made you made me and you made yourself judge, jury, and executioner. Stop quoting Judge Dredd at me. 
It just killed me already. So, if you want to play me, that's fine. But I am everything that you made me, so... Listen, this is not how I thought it would go. I did not want to have some sort of father-son bonding moment. You have bested me in open combat. Now either finish me or embrace me as your pappy. (laughs) I know that I don't have any attacks left on my turn, but can I just kill him rather than have Barbara? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll have Barbara do it. Just have Barbara, like, lick his face or something. Yeah. Next I tell you what, being that he's got zero health points left, if you really do want to kill him, how do you want to do it? If you want to keep him alive, you can do that too. I leave his fate in your hands. I'm, I, I am just going to take my rapier and I'm going to kneel down in front of him and I'm going to say, I was everything that you made me, but now I can be more. And then I just stab him through the through the neck and through the head done as you tell him that he says you have never made me anything other than proud you are like the son I never had but you have become the monster you feared the most as you skewer him through the mouth he's like ow that stings you mother (laughs) he just dies Uh, as he just bleeds out uh, surrounded by bits of flaming horse and Isaac's like dying with like a massive smile on his face is like <laughs> For the sake of wrapping up combat in good time, uh, there are two people left. There is an incredibly injured but compliant gnome with one health point, uh, who's crushed in the woods, covered in spit, and there is an incredibly compliant surrendered gnome who's just standing around looking confused with his arms in the air at number four. What would you like to do? We could take the surrendered one, I guess. You guys want? Can I try and nurse Bishop oh, for help? God. Um, in a misery kind of way. <laughs> what kind of healing things have you got, Belsio? Nothing <laughs> at all. Well, well. I've got a plus three well, in medicine. Well. <laughs> uh, okay, make me a medicine check. I mean, surely I can, like, put a, a bandage on him. <laughs> Let's get his back inside. Okay, I got a 12. You got a 12? Yeah. Uh, As he's like, oh, right, yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you. As you try and straighten one of his arms out, as the bit of broken bone that's jutting out of his arm rubs against a rock, he's like, ah, ah, yeah, if you could be a little bit uh, more careful with that. As you go to pull the branch out of him and his lung comes off with the branch, he's like, yeah, not going to lie, I think I needed that. And he's like, Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. I'm going to check out now. See you later. As he just dies on you. Oh. More harm well, than good that, wasn't it? More harm than good. I, I, he was probably a he was probably a bad <laughs> one, wasn't he? Deep down. All you've, done is, all, all you've done is try and help. And I think you've killed two people and just like ripped one apart. So... <laughs> Intent- uh, good intentions. What, what are you doing with the surrendered gnome who's currently just like arms in the air looking very confused? Can I run up to him and high five him? <laughs> that was either gonna that was either gonna be I'll do a high five or a shit on him. I was like, where's he gonna go with it? <laughs> As the giant muscle mass of Hanash comes striding out from behind the rock covered in blood and scars and bits of gnome, he just runs up and high fives the compliant gnome soldier as there's a look of fear in his eyes. Surrender was not his idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna take him to everyone else. Like I'm gonna like go under his legs and get him on my shoulders. I'm gonna walk <laughs> them to the palace. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Wandering around, parading him like some kind of puppet child on your shoulders. You walk from uh, person to person introducing them. I like to think the end of this battle is much like the end of Platoon with Charlie Sheen, where (laughs) Barbara's Daggio for strings just rises up as everyone just looks around at the carnage, looking at the crushed form, Belsiar, holding a branch with a lung on it. Um, um, Hanash with a small, compliant, blood-covered gnome on top of him. Maud just standing around by the pyre of dead horses that she's made, just so slowly weeping. The, 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 the gnome flesh on the front of her face crisping up as she's getting too close to the pyre of horses. Starting to smell like bacon. Barbara ruffling through the corpse of Snarl looking for more bacon. Can I can I uh, check Skarl's person? You didn't forget about the bacon. Good, I was going to go. <laughs> My guy. Yep, make me... Uh, well, no, it's not really worth it. As you go through Skarl's possessions, uh, you find um, seven gold coins in his pocket, an antique wristwatch... Uh, an antique uh, pocket watch sorry and uh, a letter no bacon uh, there is a there's no pocket bacon sadly I, I'm really hoping the letter is like the one that Ron um, carries around in Parks and Rec which is just like a little like scribbles and like <laughs> the, the person that kills me will know what it means <laughs> just a little <laughs> bunch of hieroglyphics yeah. the person will, that kills me will understand <laughs> I knew you would as you as you open up the blood-stained note, you see that it is a beautifully written love letter from Skarl to his wife, uh, known only as Sarah, where he tells her how much he's missing her and how much he's missing his children and how much he's looking forward to coming home and seeing them once his job is finished. But clearly he's never managed to send it as they murdered the postman. And he just called Tide for something like the Charlie's never had. I, I thought you were going <laughs> to say a beautiful love letter written to your <laughs> mum. <laughs> Penelope Bojangles. Where to go? What's um, last name? Uh, I don't know. We don't know. What's what? What's Scar's last name? Uh, I don't think you ever knew. But his wife was clearly called Sarah. I'm uh, So once I've taken those things from him, I... Uh, I just kind of stand next to his body, just kind of like look around a little bit, look over at Barbara, um, walk like a few feet away and face away from the body, just like drop down to my knees and probably start crying. Aww. I didn't, I didn't do my point break moment where I, where I went to, went to fire an arrow and then <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you get. A passing goose falls out. <laughs> right, yeah. As everything's going on around you, the carnage of war. The only person who seems to be taking it well is Aristobulus, who's just laughing whilst he leans on his spectral blue phallus whilst playing the flute. Uh, Just as his spiritual weapon times out and vanishes back into the ether, he just falls sideways. (laughs) I'm going to lie down and look to the skies and say, that'll do, pig, that'll do. (laughs) You got like very good PSAs out of that spiritual phallus just leaning on it. And that where we're going to leave this week's episode. I'm, ge- I'm guessing, as this is our summit, that his robe is going to come up as he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do, Pig. That'll do. <laughs>
I have a question on the letter. Um, is there an address on the letter? Oh, right. Is there an address on the letter? Uh, yes, there is indeed an address on the letter. Uh, but I am going to tell you what that is next week. Hello, pod. It's AJ here. Well, that got tense, didn't it? And I'm really sorry to anyone who got offended by Lewis's terrible microphone. That thing was practically a fucking war crime. Certainly hurt my ears editing it. But thanks so much for joining us this week. We really do appreciate you tuning in and coming with us for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fucknuggetry. Assuming you've made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? Better yet, give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are on and help spread the word far and wide. As ever, if you fancy getting your project shouted out on here, then why not jump into our DMs on Twitter and we will see what we can do to help you. If you want to support us by donating the price of a hot drink, our tip jar is available at coffee.com forward slash adventurersanonymous. Our next goal is to invest in some better audio equipment, and if you fancy helping with that, that would mean the world to us. Especially to Lewis, apparently. As ever, for all the latest news and updates, we can be found on twitter.com forward slash adventurers, A-N-O, number one. Or check us out on Facebook, where we're facebook.com forward slash adventurers anon. It's nice how we aligned all of our social media channels so they had the same address. Whoops. So that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Chris, Lewis, Matt, Chanel and myself. Give yourself a hearty slap on the back from all of us. And we'll see you next week. And remember, stay tipsy, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>